Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. Welcome to episode 58 of the Prince Kai Fan Pod, Amorous Myra Book Club podcast. I'm your host, Bethany. Today's episode is brought to you by Patreon supporters. Thank you. And I have two surprise guests today. Ladies, would you like to introduce yourselves and tell everybody a little about you? Okay, I'm Becca. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, and I am you. And I'm Ashley. Wait. <laughs> oh, you too. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> so, Becca and Ashley have come back to be my guest for the last chapters of Scarlet, chapters 46 and 47. Yes, we're done yeah. with Scarlet. Can you believe that it's I'm fin- it's the second book. It's the end of the second book. I remember when you started. I remember when we started and we were like, "Are we? I wonder if we're gonna be one of those podcasts that quits after like five episodes." <laughs> And now, what, what episode are we on? This is episode 58. Holy cowbells. Yep. It's bonkers. I am so excited. I can't believe it's been over a year. Yeah. yeah. It was a year May 19th. And I hit 1,000 followers this week on Instagram, too. I saw that. Yeah. That's exciting. One of these days, I'll learn how to use the Instagram. I'm just... <laughs> I don't, I'm too old. I tried to learn TikTok a couple months ago. You guys, I can't. I just can't. I'm too old. I don't have any desire to learn TikTok, but I like watching other people do TikTok videos on Instagram. Yeah. So. My cousin had like 400,000 TikTok followers. And so I had to figure out like what it was so that I could watch her videos. And I still like I can I know how to go on and watch like her old videos, but I don't know anything else. I put like one video up and I don't know if I did it right. And that's all I did. <laughs> One of the Patreon members, Renegade Anarchist on Instagram, does a lot of really good TikTok videos where she, like, asks out different parts in the stories. And I love it so much. That's awesome. Yes. Is she the one that also does, like, a YouTube channel or whatever? Yes. And like, yes. cosplays and oh, She's awesome. Yes. Yes. And she gives us a shout out all the time on YouTube and Instagram and now she's trying to get people to join Patreon because she's so great so yeah thanks so I haven't seen listeners have not heard from either one of you since February which was before the plague before the plague so who wants to go first I can go yeah you can go first holy cow um yeah February what was I doing in February? <laughs> I know, right? Working out a lot. Yeah. And then working out more. And I lost enough weight to, well, actually enough inches. Not weight, because I probably didn't lose any weight at all because I'm building muscle. I lost enough inches to get into my leather corset. Ooh. And then COVID struck, and now I don't fit in the leather cors- corset anymore. Does the leather still have, like, the whalebone incident? Oh, or? It's not whalebone. They don't do whalebone anymore. Good. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> whales, right? We like the save the whales. It's actually steel-boned. Oh. Yeah. So it's it's actually more durable than the whaleboning. Um, it was a Victorian invention, actually. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. Corset, corsetry is fun, um, but I was able to fit back into it, and now I'm out of it, so I'm going back to the gym. 
doing a ton of cardio. And yeah, pretty much during all the COVID stuff, they moved my course online, online, fully online, except for testing days and more testing days, just like performance-based testing. So I was, I, I hadn't had to wear my uniform in a while either because of all of that. Um, but I also threw myself into creating the course online as best it could be. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had any time to myself. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just now getting able to be able to read again. Oh. Yeah, because I was working more than more than 10 hours a day on just the course. And then after that, I was like, I'm done. Um, I'm going to play my, my games because I also got a brand new game. What is I, it? I got Animal Crossing New Horizons. So shout out to all of our listeners that love Animal Crossing. I am enthralled with it. Yeah. <laughs> Against that, it's 0% surprising. Yeah. I would be more surprised you did not have that game. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's such a good game. So what have you been up to, Becca? It's been... I think the last time listeners heard from you was January. Oh, really? Oh, guys, it got rough. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, been, um, it's been some hard times up here. Um, so, <sighs> quarantine happened. They sent us home from work. And for the first couple days, my mom was still able to watch the kids so that I could actually work. Um, Because, you know, as most of you know, I live in a very small space. We have about 240 square feet um, in our camper. And uh, so luckily, like, yeah, mom was watching the kids and it was fine. And that lasted maybe three or four days, work days. They sent us home right after St. Patrick's Day, like the Thursday after St. Patrick's Day. And, um, then Jerry's mom died and Jerry was at the hospital with her. So he had been exposed. So the kids could not go to mom's anymore. Um, at least, you know, for the 14 day quarantine type of deal later the same day, um, or no, was it earlier that day? Anyway, the same day that Jerry's mom died. My aunt died. She was my mom's youngest sister. They were 13 years apart. So my mom, like, she was her, you know, she was her baby because grandma worked. And so my mom, like, raised her and all of that. So that was tough. And uh, five days after my aunt died, my cousin died. Um, so quarantine has been rough. And COVID is bad it's really bad um so luckily um my therapist started doing telehealth and blue cross decided to waive our co-pays for telehealth so i've gotten free therapy through all of this which is helpful um because about a week and a half after my cousin died Jerry went into the hospital and um, we got very lucky with him because um, he, he's not a young guy, right? My husband's like 51. His health isn't terrible, like, but it's not great. Um, and uh, he had 
pneumonia real bad. Um, but luckily they just happened to have caught it in time. Um, he was at the doctor for something else and had a fever and, um, the doctor tested him and his first test was ne- his first COVID test was negative. Um, but then I happened to be at the doctor the next day just for my random like follow-up blood work. And the doctor, since we share a doctor, the doctor told me like, yeah, I'm kind of worried, you know, keep an eye on him. You know, if he's not better by tomorrow, you need to send him back to me. So I sent him back and they did the chest x-ray and found the pneumonia. And then I got to do the lovely drop him at the door of the hospital wearing a mask and people in spacesuits come out and that whole deal. So we were without him for a couple of days and luckily it was only a couple of days. So yeah. um, really strong antibiotics took care of the pneumonia and then he was able to recover. That's so good. yeah. So quarantine for us started off really hard. It yeah. was really hard. Um, it was fucking terrifying. Um, yeah. So Anyway, that's that. Um, And uh, since then, you know, actually things have been (sighs) kind of nice. (laughs) It seems weird, but I have been loving being home with him and the kids. Like, I've really appreciated the time. Um, I figured out a way to work from the kids hallway basically is if I put my back to the like entryway then they can't get at my computer so (laughs) that has been helpful um to keep them away from the computer and with our stimulus money I was able to get a second monitor but like a super thin like portable like thinner than a laptop screen monitor it's amazing and I built a little stand out of Duplo Legos (laughs) Yes. You know, we get creative, but yeah, so it's been great. You know, um, that part's been wonderful. We actually have one and a half friends crashing with us right now. Um, now that some of the quarantine stuff is lifting, um, one of Jerry's old work buddies needed a place to stay. And so he's staying here most nights. And so we're a little more crowded in our 240 square feet than we were. Um, because <laughs> Three adults plus a lot of times his girlfriend. So three and a half adults and then the two kids. Um, we also started drugging our children to get them to sleep. <laughs> we, we finally broke down and called the pediatrician. And Jerry was like, this is not the terrible twos. I've had three children before. These kids are out of control. What can we do? And so we started with addressing their sleep issue because nighttime, like bedtime, had gotten to be the hardest part. These kids were beating the crap out of me every night. Like I was covered in bruises head to toe. I have like bite marks. Like they would just, I would just, I was terrified of my children. You know what, like, you know what breaks my heart right now is I remember when I first met you, we did an icebreaker in our meeting at work. And the question she got out of the hat was, who are you? If you could meet anyone in history, who would it be? And she said, my future children. (laughs) And so now I'm really sad because you met them. <laughs> I love them, but they're evil. They're not evil. You know, I, and I should not be putting this out onto the internet, but okay. So you guys, my kids are wonderful, but they're very spirited. 
They have a lot of energy. They get bored easily because they're very smart. They're brilliant. Um, but we had to start giving them melatonin, which I mean, it's just melatonin. It's like a hormone. I mean, it's not really a big deal. They're gummies, you know, but yeah. I mean, I know <sighs> people who've been doing that for a long time. So <laughs> yeah, I was on a lot of melatonin as a, I think z Yeah. Oh, z I love z Judy would give us bourbon. I mean, that's a thing that people yeah. used to do. It, I was always scared to try the NyQuil because NyQuil actually like hypes me up. I react to things oddly. People always say Benadryl. Well, I'm allergic to Benadryl. So I, you know, I, my sisters are allergic to Benadryl. So I thought, well, I don't want to risk it if a Benadryl allergy, you know, what if it, you know, it runs in the family? Like, I don't want to give them that at this young age when they won't know how to tell me how they're reacting. So the non-drowsy NyQuil or not NyQuil, non-drowsy anything actually does. It, it puts me to sleep. 100%. Really? Yep. When I take it, I'm already starting to feel like real, like puffy and stuff because it's for allergies outside. And right. Doggone Mississippi weather. And so I already feel really, really fatigued. So after I take it in 30 minutes, yeah, I'm, I'm out. Oof. I take the Z-Equal like usually like an hour or two before bed. And then I just work myself until like I'm starting to mm-hmm. fall asleep at the computer and then I go to bed. Oh, yeah, because you're, like, the busiest person we know. Uh, I'm just busy. <laughs> I've made mistakes. But I will say, anyone who's listening, if you ever go to grad school, do not schedule yourself three summer classes at a time. Do not do that while you are working part-time. Do not do that while you are also hosting a podcast. And do not try to get a bachelor or so right now. The track that I'm on, I will complete my graduate degree in five semesters. I will also complete a licensure degree and three certificate programs. So, see, this is why Quinton wants me to quit my job. He's got a point. So, now I will say we've been fighting about that. More or less, it's just like, if you're so tired about it, you quit your job. And I'm like, I need my job so I can buy more books. And he's like, or I could just buy you books. And then I'm like, you could, but my boss needs me. And he's like, or your couch needs you to go take a nap. So, go take a nap. But, right. Or, hi, librarian. You could check the books out from the library. No, they're not open here yet. Oh, they're not doing curbside. They are, but they are doing it limited. Like you're only allowed one book a month. You're only allowed one book a month because they don't have, because the library here is small. They do not have a large amount of books. Mm -mm. And you're only allowed to do one book, or I don't think it's a month. I think it's technically like one book every 21 days or something like that. And most of the books I've been trying to get are on wait lists. But also, I get books for really cheap at my work. True. Yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah. Somebody brought in six Meg Cabot books the other day. Did you get them? All in hardcover. Yeah, I got them. They're oh, Meg okay. Cabot in hardcover. Look how good condition they are, too. I see them. I grabbed all of them. I was like, boop, 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 You should boop. show Becca your new You want to see my library? Quentin got me two more bookshelves. I heard one more. That's amazing. Last week, but look how much space is on it. Wow. To fill it. Do you see my little braid? 
Oh, your tassel. Because I graduated with a 4.0. There you go. And I don't even get to walk across the stage. That's that's so sad. We're not doing it later. You could build me a state. Can we have a Lego state? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're gonna reschedule it. They said for August, but now they're talking about December. But mm. I don't know. I was gonna say we I, could probably find a way to get you to walk across the Welsh Theater stage and just be everybody clapping for you and have like a Zoom call up. <laughs> <laughs> I just want my diploma. At this point, Mm -hmm. Quentin said he's going to get me a nice frame for it. Yeah. And he did get me, for my graduation present, he did get me a chain for my glasses so it can go around my neck now. I saw that. So, very special. Horrible. So, for the first Mm -hmm. time in five to six months, do you want to do some Fan Art Friday? Hell yeah. Yes. I've got three of them because I really wanted to. Um. (laughs) But I'm saying that it's because it's just, we're celebrating. It's, it's the last episode of Scarlet. There's three hosts for today, so three artworks. So the first one is by draws on Instagram, who has also shared some art of Wolf with us. It is black and white pencil, maybe charcoal, of Cinder with her glove, and it's perfect. She's wearing cargo pants. They're, like, baggy, and they have, like, a tucked-in belt, and her hair's messy in this cute little, like, messy ponytail with grease on her face, and I just love it. It's so good. This is another one that looks like it'd be a really good sticker. It would be a good sticker. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, this is, she's so cute. She's totally how I picture her, too. Um, Yeah, she's adorable. And it's, like, pen, right? I see pens in the corner, so I think that those are what was used to draw it. It looks like it's ink and pencil. Because if you, look, if you look at the pants, um, it's done like the shading. Mm-hmm. Which is the worst thing in the entire world. You did a fantastic job. Because I hate doing shading with pencil. <laughs> the worst. I had to do it um, in art class in high school. And I had to redo mine like 20 times. Because yeah. I'm not good at it. I've just got such a heavy hand. Yeah? Yeah. I was never good at, like, coloring because I get bored, and then I get, I'm dead serious, I'll get, like, that's why there's, like, four of those colored, and that's it. (laughs) I get bored, like, a minute and a half into coloring, and so I just stop. Yeah, so I haven't colored anything in my Lunar Chronicles coloring book in, like, a year. But this one's pretty. Thanks. Did you put it on, on the Instagrams? Yeah. Okay. I can't remember the last one I was working on. I think, see, look, I started it. And I got bored. Oh, that's adorable. Did you guys get, are you on like Marissa Meyer's mailing list? Yes, I got the activity book and then I shared it to everyone on Patreon as well. Yeah, because I printed that right when it came in, but I haven't been able to color any of it yet because, you know, kids. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll try to color it and ruin it for you. (laughs) Yes, I love this. It's Cinder. It's just Cinder. It is, and it's good. And the next one, do you want to introduce it since it's your girl? You guys, it's by the underscore doodling underscore asparagus on Instagram. First of all, can we talk about that? Because asparagus. What? Okay, that's awesome. And we have Aiko. And there's a pink background, and she's adorable. I want this, Um, I want, like, a set of, like, classroom valentines like you give to your friends in second grade so um hey uh uh doodling asparagus 
if you do that, I will buy them. Um, you could like <laughs> do them in Etsy and make it like a principal download kind of deal. Love it. Um, do you see, yeah. can you read it on yours that it's your favorite quote? It's Prince Kai. I think my fan is overheating. Oh, I think my fan. Oh, I think my fan is overheating. And he's like, okay, can I just say that I love that I go space as a heart? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> a screen for a face, which I love, because how else would an Android, like, do expressions, right? You know, yeah. so she can just, like, put a heart emoji just, like, on the little round screen of her face. And the way that, like, her little fingers are, like, her little, like, claw hands, like, that that she's just like, mm, you know, like just the way that she's holding her hands is like, I'm in, yeah, it's just like little heart hands. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the pink, of course, because I love pink. <sighs> There's a real though about the Valentine's. I am too, though, because now I want them. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I like that she kind of, she reminds me of a little like Medroid. Yeah. That's what I saw. And I like the little heartbeat in there, and she's got a little control panel. That's what I like. I like that, and I like that it was, it was very well done and very, very simple and straight to the point. It is, but in a, a really good way, with still including enough detail that because mm-hmm. there's like a little shadow, and she's got all the the little monitors going on. She and Hannah, like that like reminds me of a ponytail, you know, like. Yes. <laughs> So do you want to talk about the last one then, Ashley? I do. This one is from Whimsical Illustration. And this one of the three is actually my favorite. Ooh. I really, really love the way that it focuses on the emotion of the two, of Scarlet and Wolf, in there. Because if you look at it around it, around their faces, it's very blurred. Even her hair is blurred. Mm -hmm. And it just really focuses the eyes onto that point. This is very well done. I love it. I love the, it feels very vibrant. Yeah. Yeah. It's like very striking. Like, yes. If if you look at the colors, like obviously we all, Scarlet's name, Scarlet. Right. Red, right. But if you look um, at what Wolf is wearing, he's wearing a lot of dark colors, which up to this point, he's kind of the baddie. Yeah, he's kind of a bad guy. So having that dark color in contrast to her bright red shows a very good dynamic. Very, very good, very good composition of this one. Her hair is amazing, too. It's like glowing. Yes, yeah. and there's so many colors in it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Because that's one of the best things about people with red hair is like, uh-huh. that's one of the things I miss most about Quentin having longer hair, because when his hair is longer and he goes out in the sun, like, you get all these different colors in the hair, and and it's, like, basically just buzzed down here, so I get nothing. John's beard is like that. Okay. So, I get that. I, get, I understand it. When he actually grows it out, he gets a lot of reds and a lot of blondes, and he has a few grays, and he has browns. He's got a lot of for being a blonde, he's a lot of strange colors in his beard. <laughs> I so badly want Quentin to get a beard, um, which he will someday. But yeah. I did have a lot of people message me and ask if he had a beard after his episode because uh, I had a lot of people who, like, thought that he must have been, like, a big burly guy with a beard <laughs> after listening to his episode. <laughs> he's still 
He's still a big burly oh, guy. Yeah, he just yeah. doesn't have a beard. No. But I could see why that voice would like emanate big yeah. burly guy with beard. He's so yeah. He's yeah. got shoulders. And he is going to come. <laughs> he did say he would come back and do more voice acting if I need a scary bad guy voice. So in the nice. Future, you see one of those chapters. I'll probably have Quentin read a quote for us. <laughs> He's very talented. <laughs> Everybody liked it a lot. I had somebody message me and she she sent me a message on Instagram and she was like, uh, so tell your husband thank you because one, I didn't need coffee that morning. <laughs> and two, the, my kids shut up real fast and go. they were being annoying in the car. But the second they heard his voice, they got real quiet. So I was like, you're welcome. Perfect. <laughs> Did you listen to that one yet? I did. I listened to all the ones that are out. Ooh, a new perk for Patreon members, I might as well announce it, is for now, if I end up with like 7,000 Patreon members, I probably won't be able to do this. But for now, if you are a Patreon member, when you hit your six month or your one year anniversary, uh, you will guest on an episode with me. Nice. Right? Hell yeah. (laughs) Well, I have different guests for every episode. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be cool. And Patreon members get to do Zoom meetings with me once a month, too. So we've already done that. And when this comes out, I will have already recorded my episode with Marissa. So fingers crossed I did not make a fool of myself or embarrass myself in any way. I doubt that. I have tried very hard when, like, emailing her and stuff to sound like a grown-up and a professional and not, like, fangirl, crazy scare her away. (laughs) I mean, you you kind of are a grown-up professional. You have a job. You have a bachelor's degree now. That's true. You, you can make There's, the big bucks. I suddenly, suddenly a lot of responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So before we get started on chapter discussion, discussion. No, the way you said it was better. <laughs> Patrons voted on chapter titles for 44 and 45. Chapter 44 is titled Weight of the World by Evan Essence. Chapter 45 is titled Good as Hell by Lizzo, uh, which is one of Quentin's favorite artists and one of his favorite songs. I'm really glad that one won. I know. As a flute player, I have to love her. Oh, my God. She's so good, right? Yes. Yeah. I just want to, like, go out and have drinks with her. (laughs) It's really cool. I just want to go out and have drinks with her. I love her. And honestly, I nothing makes me happier than listening to Quentin, who listeners now know what his scary voice sounds like, but you haven't heard... Feeling good as hell. And he does the snaps, too. <laughs> I, I work with Quentin. This is hilarious. Yes, because also at work, he's very professional. He's very professional. That's really and he can be very assertive well, because he's in, like, an authoritative position. In in the hallway, he acts very professional. That's true. <laughs> you get behind the instructor study and have that door closed. We have yeah. the, the craziest conversations. But oh yes. Oh my gosh. I've seen him sometimes at work and I'm like, who the f- is this guy? <laughs> and I've seen people be like, there was one time we were at Target and um, one of his, we just haven't seen each other in a long time, listeners. So there's lots of like tangents today. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Be prepared for a long episode. 20 hours later. (laughs) We were at um, Target one time, and one of his students was there, and his student, like, came up and was like, hi, Sergeant Finger, blah, 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 and Quentin, and, like, just started talking, and Quentin was like, "Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then I don't remember what he said, but he said something, and Quentin goes, do you think that's appropriate, Airman? This this face that he has is so strict. He's like, it was so hard for me to just stand there and be like, 
It's funny. <laughs> like, he got in trouble. And then the kid walks away, and he goes back to just being, like, my Quentin. And I was like, who is that guy? And he was like, that was tech sergeant finger. You get husband finger. <laughs> I get the fun guy. Uh, I didn't know he was a mushroom. Sorry. Fun guy. I don't get it. What? Fun guy? <laughs> I'm having a moment now where I feel stupid. I like the, the term for it's fungus. Fun guy. Oh god, that went right over my Are you sure I have a bachelor's degree? <laughs> that well, went right over my head. Hey. And you guys missed it last week. Um, I didn't understand time zones. Time zones sister, are hard. One of my sisters lives in Arizona and all four of us were trying to figure out like when we could get together and talk. And so Ivy and her wife live in Washington. Lindsay and her boyfriend of seven years live in California. And Samantha lives in Arizona. So we were figuring out all our time zones. And Samantha goes, well, I think I'm on Mountain Standard Time. And I literally said, and this was two days after I got my bachelor's degree. I literally said, what the f*** is Mountain Standard Time? I've never heard of that before. So I've totally done that before. Oh, I felt so stupid. I was like, there's three time zones. What are you talking about? Oh, there's Mountain too. It, it did me a bamboozle when I went to um, Las Vegas, which I don't know if it's Mountain Standard Time or if it's... I'm fairly confident that Vegas is Mountain. I think it I think it might be, but I'm not 100% sure. Our, your Taylor, facts... Taylor is in Arizona, so Taylor messaged me and told me if we're wrong. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. It's one of those times, and I didn't get the time zone right because I was having really bad jet lag. Yeah. So I was so messed up the entire trip. And, oh not, and we went to Vegas to drink for our 21st birthday. So that also didn't messed help. me up. Yeah. <laughs> I was just yeah. lost for an entire weekend. Oh, my goodness. Somebody pray for me. <laughs> Somebody pray for me. She I don't says. care what kind of prayer. Good vibes, whatever you want to send to we me. We just need it. it. Speaking of good vibes. We have some really good chapters to talk about. We do have some good chapters. So chapter 46, last week we left off, Scarlet and Whoop were joining the Rampion gang, and we had our first look at Luna through the eyes of the Wicked Queen. Oh, yes. And that was a hell of a chapter. It was very trippy being in her point of view. I like... I really do like her. She's a good evil character. She's a very good leader. Yes. Say what you will about Lavana, but she is a good leader. She's very strategic. Yeah. She obviously cares about her appearance. Ha <laughs> 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 get it? <laughs> yeah. So. I, I like Lavana. She's one of my favorites. Yeah? Yeah. See that way. We'll see what happens with the Predator later on. Um, yeah. <laughs> books, books later. Books later. <laughs> So we're in Scarlet's point of view, and Vegas is Pacific time zone. Sorry, I was wrong. Oh yeah, <laughs> you guys, it was gonna drive me crazy. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Now we know. Yeah, I can't look. I can't look it up on mine, but I'm glad that we got that result. Yeah, it messed me up because I thought it, I I at the time I thought it was Mountain Time, so I was like, yeah, it's it's only blah blah blah, and they're like, no. <laughs> yeah, I felt really dumb. Because also, like, now I'm the most educated one, so, like, all of my sisters were just like, this bitch has a bachelor's degree and graduated first of her class with a 4.0, and she doesn't know that there's a mountain standard time. And I was like, yeah, but do you guys know how to write a collection development policy? Because that I can do. <laughs> like, 
Like, I apparently don't know what standard time zones are, but I could write you a grant scholarship if you want. I mean, <laughs> I think that's better than knowing time zones. Yeah? Not gonna lie. It is. And, you know, to be fair, Arizona does not observe daylight savings time. Right? So, you know what time it is there anyways if they don't observe daylight savings. <laughs> Indiana is the same way and it drives me bonkers because like the Chicago part of Indiana does do daylight savings time, but the rest of the state doesn't. And so it would be one time at my aunt's house and then another time at all my other relatives houses. And I'm like, okay, are you on Illinois time or Ohio time today? I have no idea. Yeah. That's so (laughs) frustrating. I could, I could not deal. In the words of my sister, Lindsay, I just can't even, Quinton has now started saying that. That's funny. Yeah. And I am working on it. I did get a request to add that to the merch. So I'm working on it. I'm nice. looking for a really cool font to do it in. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, there's merch. While you guys were gone, I made merch. You showed me your, your shirt. I got my Don't Get Glamoured shirt. Got some new logos going up this week. I put really Don't nice. Get Glamoured on everything. I put our logo on everything. Stickers. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. Stickers, Yes. I have a thing about stickers, by the way. You do? I think the, does the podcast not know about my stickers? I don't think have so. Have I ever mentioned it? I have a whole thing about stickers. You do? Yes. I give stickers if anybody in my class gets a 90. Okay. If anybody gets a 90 or higher on any of my tests, back when we were in class, they would get a sticker. And now they get nothing. And now they get nothing. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> No, and then if they, what else was there? If they were good airmen, so, like, they went out of their way to help another airman mm-hmm. out, they got a sticker. Okay. And then if they, what was the other one? If they won in cahoots. Okay. It was, like, a daily thing, so every day somebody would get a new sticker. And I have so many stickers. I got boy stickers. I got girl stickers. I have androgynous stickers. I have happy smiley face stickers. I have go to the moon stickers. <laughs> And I just bought because I started tanning at the at my gym. Um, I I bought little stickers. Oh, for your body. For my body because I yeah. was burning burning my bits <laughs> in certain places. Yeah, you guys can you all can imagine where you might burn. Where <laughs> <laughs> you might need a sticker. And they're little planets. Oh, that's fun. And then the other ones are like they say uh, pow and bang and like all of the different like comic, comic books. books. Yes, that's awesome. So I have a, I have a whole thing about stick. I absolutely love stickers. And then I I anytime I send like a an envelope or anything like that, I cover it in stickers. It's a problem. No, I have one from you. It's right there. My bag oh, yeah, from yeah, you yeah. is covered in um, Tangled stickers, right? Yes, because I love Tangled. My favorite. Disney I still movie. I haven't watched it. Still, however. We did sign up for the Disney Plus free trial the other day. So I'm go it's on my list. I'm going to watch it before that expires or, you know, we'll, we'll probably decide to keep it because, yeah. It's kids. really good. Yeah, yeah, I have it and I don't even have kids. I've been watching Wizards of Waverly Place. Well, I was trying to watch Wizards of Waverly Place. I have not watched it in like three months, but I was trying to watch it. It's amazing. Not going to lie. I don't have... Disney Plus because my stepdad has a media server, but every person I've ever talked to, oh, I love whether it. they have kids or not, love absolutely it. fantastic. I love it so much. It has like Lizzie McGuire and even Stevens mm-hmm. on it and stuff. So Quentin, when we first got it, Quentin and I were like, okay, like one episode of Even Stevens and then 
like an episode of Lizzie McGuire, and then the Raven one, and then. <laughs> so, did I tell you that I showed John um, the Lizzie McGuire movie? Yes, you did. That you talked about that on an episode. <laughs> that was fantastic. I love that movie. And you guys, Christy Carlson Romano from Even Stevens has been doing like live watches of like Disney stuff. Like she was watching Ned's Declassified Something or Other today, which I'm too old to know what that is. But she did like a watch along of Cadet Kelly the other day. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like the Facebook watch tab yeah. thingy. suggesting it to me. I love her. She's a really good singing voice, too. Welcome back to Disney Plus podcast. (laughs) No, no, no. This is is definitely tangent podcast. Bethany, I'm going to actually you on that. Um, Hilary Duff did not do the singing in the Lizzie McGuire movie. Haley did. No, I was saying Christy Carlson Romano has a really good singing voice. Oh, she sings? What? You have not heard her sing? She did Belle on Broadway for like three years and she's amazing. I'm too old to know anything. I don't know anything about yeah, anything. She's really good. So Hillary Duff does actually sing. She has like three yeah. albums, um, but she wasn't on that movie. But I love Christy Carlson Romano's voice. And I like Hillary Duff's music too. I have no judgment here. Yeah, I like If Hillary it's Duff. pop, I'm going to like it. I'm very, I have like my own central thing glitter, pop music, Taylor Swift. Pretty, I'm like a pretty predictable person. Cotton candy. Cotton candy. Rainbows and sparkles. Unicorns. Unicorns. That's your brain. Yep. Mm-hmm. My brain is basically a Lisa Frank coloring book yes. from 1992. Yes. That's basically with the that's yes, definitely with the fuzzies. That's the inside of that's yeah. what the inside of my head looks like. And there's little and, cans of Pepsi everywhere. And then you have like <laughs> these bookshelves just randomly about that are completely filled with books. Yes, yeah. There's little inserts from different books. Yep. Yeah. Um so anyways, we're in Scarlett's <laughs> point of view. Well, we are doing a podcast. <laughs> we are kind of still talking about the chapters. We haven't even started the chapters yet. <laughs> This chapter starts out sad, though. It does start out sad. Scarlett um, has been crying for hours, curled up on the bottom of her bunk in her new crew quarters, which is an egg hatch. Captain Thorne wanted to expand his crew, and now he has, like, his own little band of misfits, which I love. It's I really do. I love misfit toys, but it's a spaceship. It's the spaceship of misfit toys. I love it. It's a spaceship of a misfit toy. The spaceship is also a misfit toy. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Oh, so she was able to hold off all of the crime. She, like, held it all in, but she ended up finding an old military uniform. And even though it's different, it's gray and white instead of blue because it's U.S. colors, but she, it still, it brought her back, and she ended up crying into it so much that it got as soiled as the clothes she was supposed to be changing out of, which the clothes she's been wearing have been on the train, in the woods, on the ground, through the city, in the opera house, in the basements of the opera house, uh, through the broken fountain in the opera house, through the streets of Paris, literally like laying on the pavement in Paris. So she probably doesn't like smell good. Yeah, no. So the way you just said it honestly reminded me of Over the Woods and... Through right. the woods? Through to the grandmother's woods house we go? Yeah. yeah, it literally, that's how you're... Over you're the hills like, and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. It shows that over the... Over the hills. <laughs> I know. <laughs> over the hills 
and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. Yep, that's what that's what reminded me of. And her it's and her grandma just died, so now we're bringing it full circle. Yeah. Um Poor thing, honestly. <sighs> but I think it's I've been there. I don't know if you guys probably. Oh yeah, yeah. I cry I'm, all the time. I'm quick to cry. I've been there. Um So I think it I mean, that's what really hit me was all this talking about, you know, how she's pretty much crying all her tears that she has and that she's kept for probably, what, two weeks since her grandmother got abducted? I think it's been, I think her grandmother was missing for 19 days total. So it had been 19 days when they were finally reunited. So it's, it's been a while. Wow. Because it was a, it was like two chapters ago when she was about to meet her grandmother. She said it's been eighteen days. So yeah, so it's so been it's, it's been a while. So yeah, more than two, almost a month, or almost half. No, three quarters of a month. Three quarters of it's still a long time. Still, still very yeah. long time, and it building every single day a little bit more, eating mm-hmm. at her soul. So that's yeah, I feel this. I understand. I've been there. Know. Yeah. Absolutely. Like especially now during like all of the the COVID stuff, I'm sure there are a lot of people out here who have have experienced this and can relate and can relate right now. Yeah. Lindsay and I yeah. talked about in um, our Frozen Two episode that we did that our grandfather passed away right at the beginning of quarantine, mm-hmm. so no one was able to go home, um, and I think they ended up actually canceling the services altogether, um, which is unfortunate. But this life that we live can be an unpredictable burden. It can. And with all of that, celebration of life can happen every mm-hmm. every year if you wanted it to. Mm-hmm. So it's learning to live on past. Yes. Through it. Yes. And through. I'm hoping that with some of the things that happens in this chapter, she has more to look forward to. Um but she she finally realizes that the crying is starting to subside. She keeps telling herself, like, Grandma's gone. But the words feel hollow. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And her stomach growls, which makes sense because she hasn't eaten anything in the last two days except a shot of espresso and a glass of chocolate milk. Which sounds really tasty. Oh, I guess she did have some greasy duck. Well, it's still not a lot of food. No. It says she can't sleep on an empty stomach even though she wants to. It depends on how tired I am, you guys. There's definitely nights where I'm like, can you just stop growling? I want to be asleep. I've gone to sleep, like, hungry before because I was so nauseous that I couldn't keep anything down. Mm -hmm. And with GERD, it's if I go to sleep too early or too soon after I ate something, I'll just throw it Mm -hmm. up and it won't actually digest through my system. Yeah, it's gross. So I've I've definitely done it. Yeah. Done that. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. So now she's feeling dizzy and yeah. dehydrated, so she wanders to find food. And who does she see in the kitchen? She sees our wolf boy hungered over a can <laughs> of tomatoes. Okay, with a meat tenderizer. How? <laughs> He's just trying to hammer the thing open? I guess like, he- just like whapping it in different locations, trying to figure out why it won't open. 
Wolf had been trying to open it with a meat. T- oh, you put John LOL in her book. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. <laughs> Sometimes John is a little bit more forceful in things. So I, I immediately pictured my husband with a meat tenderizer and a can just like going at it. Even though I know that he knows how to use a little fancy dancy. <laughs> now, I will say I've always had like just a handheld can opener. Yeah. They work really well. Yeah. Um, but Quentin has always had like an, a, like an electric can opener. So a million years ago at my apartment, he couldn't figure out how to use it. And then he finally figured out how to use it. I like showed him how to use it. And he was like looking at it and he's like, it's not sharp. I was like, no funny thing about, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it cut it, it. It pulls it. Yeah. It uses pressure. It uses pressure. It doesn't like slice it. So now he prefers, we've had the same can opener since my apartment, so like 10 years, <laughs> but it just works really well. Yeah. I've seen Jerry open cans with like a pocket knife quite yeah. a few times. Um, or he has, I'm surprised actually that Quentin is used to the electric kind because he's military and I would think that he would have like. Well, he was, those this little was, ones. right, yeah. but remember I said this was at my apartment. So this would have so been. Mm-hmm. This would have been 10 years ago. Well, longer okay. than that. This would have yeah. been probably 12 to 13 years ago. So way before the military. And our MREs come in plastic pouches these days. Yeah. So everything's all plastic that you just have to rip open, which I'm not strong enough to do. I always have to ask somebody else to help me with it. Can you grab this? Um, yeah. You don't know help. I'll let you have the the, the candy in there. <laughs> but it actually, this, the whole can opener thing reminds me of a funny story that my mom always tells me about can openers which is so long long time ago when she was actually 16 um she was like to her mother said mom can this guy come with us to go camping and her my grandmother said well yes but tell me the most essential thing that you need to have on a camping trip is and my mom couldn't figure it out it was a can opener because you have to open up cans, because normally when you go camping, you have all the canned goods and stuff. Right. But that's the most important thing to have to open, so you can open food. Because otherwise you have all this food you can't eat. Yeah. And so... Okay. It, I'm sorry. So many cans now have the little poppy top pole yeah. tab, jigs, like SpaghettiOs has it. That The first time Jerry and I went camping, before we were even married, we did not pack a can opener. And needed one. We had to buy one at the camp store and we broke it the first time we used it. And that is when he showed me his pocket knife trick. See? Can- canning and camping. I do know how to do it with a bottle opener. That takes time. Yeah, I bet. Because yeah. you have to go around the whole thing. Yeah, so I've used both. I've used both the electric one and the, the hand crank. I prefer the hand crank. It's I just faster. Too. It is. And it doesn't make as much noise. It doesn't make any noise. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, <laughs> tangent, sorry. <laughs> so the tomatoes are not what he was expecting because no. he's used to farm. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I skipped some really good stuff. The can opener is a special earthen tool. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Such yeah. special. You can't just glamour it. Open. No, I love her. We earthens have all sorts of special tools like this <laughs> merging with a can opener. It's so funny. Okay, but then the tomatoes are not what he was expecting. No. Because he's used to farm fresh tomatoes. Yes. Um, Starling finds olives and artichokes and is going to make antipasto. And uh, I know they are fancy for a misfit crew 
in uh, a stolen spaceship. She is French. She is French, but also, though, like, this is an American ship. Like, why are these the ingredients that they have in the? It seems odd to me, I guess, that these well, ingredients would be there. I um, No, I could see it. I, like, I don't... The artichokes, maybe, but I could see olives and tomatoes. Yeah, I love... No, yeah, yeah. Chokes. The artichokes were really what threw me. Yeah. Yeah. I could see olives and tomatoes. The artichokes is what I think would be strange. If anything, if anything, if you're getting like canned vegetables from America, it would be like corn or peas or green beans, right? Mm-hmm. So it's weird that it's artichokes. So yeah, that was actually one of the staples growing up for us, is having artichoke hearts. In the okay. House. So maybe it's just not where we're from. Yeah. And okay. I know. Yeah. We used to eat artichoke hearts on pizza with prosciutto. Okay. And that's really good. You guys should, should all try that as well. I don't like artichokes. Oh, I just like that too. I can yeah. respect that. The same with okra. Like, uh, I don't like okra. So many people down here put okra in everything, and I'm like, bleh. Yeah. Sorry to listeners. I just, there are certain things we all don't like. I, the one I get judged for most is ketchup. I get people that I've literally been told, um, I forget who, but someone at one point said communist when I said I didn't like ketchup. Oof. She was like, oh, communist. I was like, oh, bitch. <laughs> Bleep. I'm a savage. You, no, but that makes Don't mess with me. I don't like ketchup. That's okay. That makes sense. I don't like the way ketchup smells, but I like the oh way it God, tastes. Oh, my God, I can't stand the way it smells. Yeah. Quentin will put it on, like, everything, and she's like... Yeah. Ketchup is disgusting. I Thank love you. it. I put it on stuff, but it's disgusting. <laughs> I, I just can't stand the way it tastes. It's, it's a like, smoothie, Bleh. guys. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I can help myself. So, he goes to play with her hair. And she pulls away. <sighs> but also, like, you guys, she just barely finished crying. Like, Yeah, I so, know. You know, I mean, she's just in a tough place right now, so. And she might not like being touched. I don't like being touched. I got touched today at Barnes & Noble, and I freaked the fuck out. Yeah, the Seriously? lady hit me with her biscuits, and then she grabbed my, my back. And I'm only okay with certain people, and if it's from the back, I freak out a lot. And I just, like, stopped. And John was John just moved and let me let me escape. yeah. But if it's certain people, like, touching No, me, I'm, I'm totally similar. Fine. I don't like to be touched by strangers, especially, like, and maybe this is, like, a, I was about to say a girl thing, but I don't want people to think I'm sexist. But, like, I feel like with women, we get unwanted physical attention mm-hmm. from people a lot that we don't want. Men especially. Like, it happens to me at the shop all the time, especially, not to, like, throw the South under the bus, but it happens a lot more down here while some old guy will come up and put his hand, like, on my lower back. and Oh, thank you, darling. And, like, it just, I, ugh. Especially yeah. now with COVID, I'm like, you're not supposed to be within six feet of me, so you definitely shouldn't be touching me. Yeah. Um, which, poor Quentin. He's such a boy. I told him, like, I feel, I feel like many years ago I told him about something like that happening. He was like, I cannot believe that happened. And I was like, really? Because it happens all the time with girls. Yeah, yeah it does. It's like, that's happened before so many times. I had a student, he was an <laughs> older student, and he would get real close to me. And I he reeked of smoke, too. And he would, like, try to do that. And I would just, like... You should you should Screw do what away. you should do what Quentin does, right? Oh god. You should you should be like, is that appropriate, Airman? Oh my god. <laughs> is that appropriate tech sergeant? Oh, is he a student? You said he was a student. He was a student. He was a prior service student. Oh. Yep. 
Well, he's still a student, and in that room, you're the authoritative person. So yep. is that a, is that appropriate text, Sergeant? Yep. Also, yep. here's some Febreze. Oof. Um, <laughs> you really are brutal today, I'm aren't you? Brutal. You're in rare form. Oh, goodness. Okay, so she says, try the can opener while she tries to fix her her. Oh, my God. And so when I read this, because I read this first, and then I read your notes. Oh, okay. Because I didn't want to spoil it. Because right. it's, it's been a minute since I've actually read the book. And I guess this would be my third time reading this chapter. Because <laughs> <laughs> I read it, listened to it, and now rereading it. I thought she was using the fork for her hair. And so for a got, moment when I first saw her grab the fork, I was picturing like a Little Mermaid yeah. moment. But I don't think that's what it was. I don't if, think. If it had been, it would have been called a Dingle Hopper. <laughs> right? Yes. That's how you know the difference. This is true. Well, what she uses the fork for is to mess around with the table because it has years of initials on it from past crew members. And that reminds her of her prison cell at the opera, which she does like the spaceship better, but it's still suffocating. Yeah. Um, this is why I don't like airplanes. Uh-huh. But that's just because I don't like to be trapped in a single space. Um, but she comes to the realization, like, no wonder her grandma wanted a farm. Yep. Freedom. Freedom, air, just space. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> I definitely get it. We have been looking for acreages for months now, like just daydreaming about when we get like Jerry's disability and, you know, what are we going to do? Where are we going to, you know, stay? Like we need a home base. And uh, there's like nothing on the market because everybody's snatching everything up because I feel like a lot of people right now are like, no, don't touch me. I need like 20 acres. Get away. <laughs> Yeah, it's rough. I definitely think back to all of the planes and all of the pictures of different plane insides that I have seen over my course of my entire life. And I'm pretty sure there's probably naughty things on those walls, too, of that military. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm sure that Thorne has... Thorne is totally the type to have pinup posters Mm -hmm. or bikini posters in his area and stuff, too, so... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Lady on the side of his ship. I mean, yeah. Come on. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. She hopes that Emily is taking care of the animals because yeah. she doesn't know that Cinder and Thorn visited Emily. They said they gave her a little hello. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she finger combs her hair, so she must have found, lost her comb because I don't know if you guys heard that episode, but me and a couple co like a couple of their the guests I've had who also have curly hair were like, this girl is not combing her hair. You do not comb curly hair. You don't. It does not work that way. So finger, yeah. finger is fine. You can use your fingers. That's not a big deal. But she was, she must have lost her comb, which makes sense. She did go through a lot. She did yeah. Lot. <laughs> I'm over your finger combing my hair and it's, it's, it's working. <laughs> but at this, le- at, once it's, it gets your, le- um, your length, it gets tangly on itself. Oh, really? It's the word. Yeah, because it's it's thin, but I have so much. Yeah. it's Mine's the opposite. It's really thick. It's, like, really coarse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wolf says, why did you bring me here? Oh, because she, she, I think you mean thank you and you're welcome, but whatever. Um, <laughs> he didn't have anywhere else to go, though. That's what she says. She's like, I didn't think about it. I don't, I just didn't want to leave you there. And he just wanted Jael to let her go. 
she I do agree with her here because I do this myself. She doesn't want to dwell on the what ifs. I do that. I will dwell on what ifs for way too long. So I understand the urge to like just let it go and go forward and see what to do after that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As it turns out, Whoop does not like canned tomatoes. Shocker. <laughs> they're down. Put, like if they're cooked like in something like like in chili. Yeah, like they're. I love canned tomatoes. Like yeah, in chili, in sauces, add them to soups. Like put them in whatever. But yeah, I'm not gonna like throw a canned tomato just on a fork and eat it cold. I'm not gonna like put it on a sandwich like it's a real tomato. They're a completely different food. I don't even. I don't actually like raw tomatoes. Oh, I do. Little salt. I like. No, I'll do a Roma tomato on like a panini. Or, like, on pizza. Like, I love big chunks of fresh tomato on pizza. But I don't like them, like, completely uncooked and cold. And they're a completely different thing. It's like how Krispy Kreme is not a donut. It's a Krispy Kreme. Right. Yeah. Like, canned tomatoes are not tomatoes. They are canned tomatoes. It's a completely different food. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, they're slimy. They're very slimy. Yeah. They don't have the skin to hold them together. And they're just, they're, I mean, the canning process is intense. It is. And it it changes the texture. Yep. Yeah. And, and it yep. breaks down those, it breaks down the sugars a little bit. And so the acid like, in it, too. Yeah. Yeah, so. for sure. They're, they're pretty yep. gross and slimy. They're like a hairball. <laughs> they're like a hairball. Um, <laughs> I have cats, sorry. <laughs> um, so Wolf says he doesn't deserve her kindness. But uh, yes, you do. Yeah, he does because he he did rescue her. He and did. And he protects her. So the food is somewhat acceptable, but bread would be nice. Bread's always. I mean, they were like they were from. I mean, she's coming from France. Yeah, some French bread would be nice. I have literally been daydreaming of it since I read this. <laughs> I made um a big pot of chicken enoki soup the other day. Mm. And so I got French bread to go with it, and we ended up eating the entire thing of bread. Yes. Oh, that sounds good. Just like an actual, like, two and a half foot long loaf of French bread is basically what we had for supper. Like, when you go to the grocery store at 4 o'clock, and it's like they put out the hot new bread. Yep. Like a- and it smells so good. It smells so good. Wolf is sad that he took her away from her grandmother. And, I mean... Ultimately, for me, it's it's almost like he has survivor guilt. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, totally. Yeah, because a lot of people died. Yeah. Like, in general, in the world. And, you know, he he hates what he is. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he, like, can't control it. Correct. And it's that survivor's guilt 100% in my opinion because it in i think mostly is that he he hates that he let he took her grandmother and is almost 100% like ruined that relationship and he just feels really really regretful of it and it's really sad but what else could he have done you he know? really couldn't have done anything else he was also following orders to, to do this stuff. I mean, he killed his brother. Like, he's got his brother's blood on his head. Like, of yeah. course, he has a lot of feelings. 
mm-hmm. be fair, his brother was kind of a douche. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, it, it's still a lot. It is. It's a lot. And he has to live with it. And that can be hard. And it's not what he's known. It's not what he's expected out of his life mm-hmm. at all. Okay, I wanted to read his words to her where he says, I knew they would kill me when they found out, but I think I realized that I would rather die because I betrayed them than live because I betrayed you. Yeah, I think that speaks volumes. It is. Uh, Yeah. To have that level of loyalty of knowing somebody for such a short period of time that means that means a lot it does because they've known each other like two days yeah yeah and scarlet kind of thinks of things the way that thorn did with with cinder so wolf is kind of blaming himself and scarlet says oh yeah because they would have just left me alone if it was somebody else Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what thorn did cinder was blaming herself for what the wolf guys did and thorn was like oh yeah because i'm sure that if you hadn't been in there, nobody would have gotten hurt and the wolfman would have just walked away. Yeah. And it's again, it's this it's like you said though, it's like survivor's guilt. And it's it's this it can be very overwhelming. And I think you always need that person who can pull you back in perspective and be like, Hey, yeah, I get why you think this is your fault, but the blame actually lies somewhere else. Yeah. Okay, so Scarlet said that he didn't think he would kill her because he would never hurt her. And that's really, really sweet. Again. He was able to fight Jael off, which, yeah. I mean, we heard in the last chapter with Cinder that uh, it's supposed to not be a thing. You're not supposed to be able to fight through their control. But he could for her yeah. to protect her. He could. She just, like, magically gave him really good occlumency powers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, says that their brains are changed through the manipulation process and he should not be able to resist Thamas. And he goes to reach his hand for her, but he kind of rethinks it and pulls it back. But I love what Scarlet says to him. You said they control when your animal instincts will overpower your own thoughts, right? But fighting and hunting aren't the only instincts wolves have. Aren't wolves monogamous for starters (laughs) and isn't the alpha male the one who's responsible for protecting everyone not only the pack but his mate too i'm not saying i think you and i are after just i know we just met and that's but it's not out of the question is it that your instincts to protect me could be as strong as your instincts to kill i think so i think that's exactly what happened I mean, it makes sense, right? Because the reason that wolves fight off predators is to carry on the line. And they can't do that without the ladies. So And that's that's all animals are kind of like that. They're all gonna have that very protection of their mate. Their mate, their partner. And you know, humans have that too. How often have you guys been in a situation where you feel the need to, like, stick up for your partner, whether it's, like, verbally or just because you want them to know that they have your, that they, they have your support in a situation or something? So, it or not even just your partner, like, your, your siblings, your friends, mm-hmm. um, people in our fandom. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Percent. So, Wolf says, 
they always kept them away from other people on Luna. This just kills me so much. Uh, yeah, he says... Oh, Don't you love it? That makes some sense. On Luna, we were kept so far from the rest of the citizenry that there's never a chance of falling in... Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I put in parentheses, in love, and then I put little hearts. Oh, oh so sweet. Scarlet's <laughs> stammering and Wolf's not saying the word love. This is so stinking cute, and it just, like, it's romantical. It's a 180 from the, the beginning of the chapter. It is. It is. And it's... it's and can you that. imagine this, too? Like, the first time we met Wolf... With his like, what's a tomato? And and not oh, what's and, a tomato. <laughs> and, and her and her being like, you know, I don't work here, right? No, how on earth would he know that? And now he's gonna protect her, and she's his alpha female. <laughs> it's so cute. So stinking adorable. It is. It is. And he says that she's the only one. He knows they let they met less than a week ago. And he's done nothing but lie and cheat and betray her. But all he wants is to protect her and be near her for as long as possible. Yeah, that's very sweet. It is very sweet. I love it. And then she goes, are you asking me to be your alpha female? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, actually, kind of. Yeah, kind of. And she and alpha female. I, I sort of like that. <laughs> I don't that voice. See, I don't have a deep voice. This is why I employed Quentin for yes. the scary chapter, because... Mine was not good. Um, and she says, she says it could grow on me. And it's funny because yeah. like a fungus, because every time somebody says, well, it'll grow on me like a fungus. It's so just, weird. I really, it's not even a joke. Okay, Miss Becca, do you have chapter titles? Okay, so for this one, I'm not an Elvis fan, but you gotta go with "Can't Help Fall in Love with You" because. You know, it's romantical. I like it, it is romantical. Yeah. I chose King of My Heart by Taylor Swift um, because you guys probably don't know that song. Every lyric is like this whole conversation. It's literally it's like, I'm perfectly fine. I live on my own. I made up my mind. I'm better off being alone. We met a few weeks ago. So if you change weeks to days, right? Yeah. And all at once, you're all I want. The one I've waited for. King of my heart, body and soul. Ooh, uh, like it's <laughs> so good. Yeah, it works. This is neither here nor there, and probably like not cool and feminist of me to ask. But which of her boyfriends was that one about? Well, she's only had one boyfriend for the last like four years, so I'm gonna go with him. Right. Who? I have no idea. I'm like way like behind the times. Oh, Joe Allen. He's a British okay. actor. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, she totally has not dated very many people for somebody no, that is no, the age not at all. She is. She's actually only dated like eight people, but the media likes to. Pretty sure yeah. that's about. She's only had one boyfriend for the last like four years, so. That's awesome. Wow. I mean, I love that song. We know I love Taylor Swift, but yeah. I just love the lyrics of that song for this chapter because I remember when I was reading this chapter when I got to the part where she was explaining like, or where he was talking about like never being able to fall in love and how she was the only one. That was what I thought it was like the only one and all I want and mm-hmm. everything. Um, the backup I chose was Archer by Taylor Swift. It's kind of a completely different tone, but it is about like 
feeling like the world is out to get you and that you always have to defend yourself and be on your guard and that you're the only one who's going to take care of you. And so I thought, uh, and, and some of the lyrics in the song that portray when someone else comes into your life, when someone else is now available and they're also going to protect you and they're also going to help you take on the world. And so one of the lyrics there that stood out to me was who could ever leave me, but who could ever stay? And I think that's how Wolf is feeling. It never occurred to Wolf that he might be able to fall in love. It never occurred to him that someone would want to stay. So, yeah. So those will be the three chapter titles that Patreon members get to pick from. Tell me your quote, Becca. Okay, so I almost picked the one that you picked. I actually had to change mine because Ashley picked the one that I picked. Oh, okay. Pick the same one, which I think <laughs> is the first. Yes, it is. Okay, so mine is, I'm trying to find it. Every time her crying had started to subside before, the words would echo in her head. Grandmere is gone and send her into another torrent. <sighs> Little too relatable, but yeah. That's what I picked. Thank you. I like it. Um, It's sad, but I like it. Yeah. Because it is. It is hard when you're crying like that and you think you've finally gotten past the worst of it and then it just hits you all over again. Mm -hmm. Ashley, do you want to talk about your quote since we all almost picked it? I guess this is the popular quote of the... It's one of the most popular quotes in the entire fandom, so I get it. It just spoke to me. Um, I would rather die because I betrayed them than live because I betrayed you. And that's on all fours. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it, I don't know, it just is very loyal. And that's, that's one of those traits that I try to strive to always have is loyalty. I think too, when you're, again, since we're talking about partners, but like when you have a partner, that loyalty becomes just sort of ingrained, mm-hmm. you know, like I think maybe in the beginning it's something you strive for. And then like the longer that you're together, the more it just becomes a part of like who you are as a couple and like how, how you're bonded together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, uh, and I was just not talking about like just in like a relationship, but just yeah, in just general in like a whole yeah, a whole thing. Like, my whole personality. Like, being loyal is something that I always try to strive for. I think that's a good thing to strive for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'd hope that I'm loyal. I'm- I think you're loyally. <laughs> loyally. Loyally. I think you have a loyal personality. Um, so, my quote, because I also was going to pick Ashley, <laughs> was, but you're the only one, Scarlet. You'll always be the only one. And that's on page 446. It's a good one. Sorry, I just... Swoon. 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 (sighs) Okay, so chapter 47, the last chapter of Scarlet. It is the last chapter of Scarlet. Good God. But we get to start... We get to start it like we... We get to end it like we started it. There we go. Wow, words are hard today. With Cinder. Well, we didn't start Scarlet with Cinder. We started the whole th- We started the, the whole, whole series, series with, with Cinder. Cinder. Yes. So, so they're still aboard the Rampion. Um, now we're in Cinder's point of view with Iko. 
And she's in the engine messing with the decom chip on her finger, which I picture kind of like, you know, how people roll quarters yeah. between their fingers. That's how I was picturing her fiddling with it. Can you do yeah, that? Exactly. No, I cannot do that. Yeah. John can do it because he's got those long fingers. I bet Quentin could I probably, bet I bet Quentin would probably be like, um, let me try. And then he'd be really good at it. But, <laughs> um, so Cinder is kind of mesmerized by the odd material and her thoughts are stretched because right now she's a little obsessed with Kai being engaged to the predator. <laughs> Yes. I bet y'all didn't see that coming when you started reading Cinder the first time. Uh, (laughs) You predicted that they would get engaged? I didn't see that part, but I also, like, big picture-wise, it would make sense for them to get engaged. To be together because of how, because we get a little bit of that, not perception, of that viewpoint from them by their interactions with her in Cinder. Because she goes and talks to him and is like, well, you know what my terms are, blah, blah, blah. And we get that kind of viewpoint of it in in Cinder. I remember being really, really upset when he got engaged to Lavana. I mean, I'm upset now and I've read it like five times. Politically, it makes sense. He is. I understand that it makes sense, but I still don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> That's kind of what Cinder's saying. I, what do you think, Becca? I think it 0% surprised me um, because this is a Cinderella story. Um, and that's not an uncommon bit that the prince in a Cinderella story would need a political alliance with someone. Um, in the Drew Barrymore Ever After, he is standing at the altar about to marry this crying lady from Spain because politically it's what is supposed to be done, you know? And he's like at his wedding and he's like, okay, just kidding. Like go marry that dude. I'm going to go be with Drew Barrymore and her angel wings. Like, so I guess it didn't really super surprise me. I hate it. It's the total worst. Like, yeah, he cannot go through with it. Obviously. So she recalls the venom in his voice when he was talking about it. And she wonders, did he have a choice or was this always inevitable? Which I guess you guys just said, yes, it was inevitable, right? I I think it was always inevitable. There was always a time when he was going to have to make that tough decision of his people, saving his people, or dealing with a marriage to the predator. Yeah, yeah. Because ultimately, her her pretty much response, if I remember right, is I will kill everyone or I will invade and I will make it ten times worse than if you just marry me. No, no, that's not what happened at all. What happened was she said, I'm going to attack Earth if you don't deliver Cinder to me. Correct. But I thought it was also that was part of the marriage stuff before she knew about Cinder. No, what she said in... In the book Cinder, yeah, about a marriage alliance was that she needed the resources of Earth. She wanted to be Empress of Earth, but she didn't tell him, "I'm gonna attack Earth if you don't marry me." Okay. She never actually said that. Okay. She attacked. Sorry, she attacked Earth because she wasn't getting Cinder. Okay. Okay. She didn't get Cinder delivered to her fast enough. Yeah. And Kai was trying to appease her by saying, "Look." I don't have Cinder or I'd give her to you. Mm -hmm. So instead, 
I guess I'll marry you. Yeah. Well, and that's to save, again, to save his people. It is. To save his people, to save the world, basically, because she's attacked the entire planet. Um, And as Barbara and I talked about on the last episode, she's not even agreeing to leave. She's not even agreeing to a ceasefire. She said she'll withhold more troops if he marries her. And that the troops, like, that are on Earth, the wolf and lunar operative soldiers, aren't even going to be removed from Earth until after the wedding, until after her coronation. That's insane. Yeah. It's not even a ceasefire. It's like a pat on the head, basically. She's holding the cards. She's she's holding to her title, The Predator, very well, is what she's doing. So she thinks about Luna, a country she doesn't even remember and how Lavana would be celebrating her aunt an aunt she also doesn't remember and Iko's looking for her which I love Cinder Iko's the ship <laughs> I know <laughs> yes she's she's, she's got, back she's got a body a bit a bit bigger than what she probably wanted she's bootylicious <laughs> she's dummy thick yeah <laughs> she says that she needs sensors because yes. she doesn't like eavesdropping. This poor thing. And the running lights are her blushing. I just love how much Aiko is still like Aiko, even though she's a ship. Yes. I think she's even more expressive as the ship because she can change the temperature. She can yeah. change the lights. She has like a high-pitched giggle yeah. later. She's so... Oh. I love it. Scarlet oh. and Wolf are being gushy. <laughs> and she doesn't like it when it's real people. She just, like, prefers net dramas. Normally, I like the gushy things, but it's different when it's real people. I prefer the net dramas. And that's how exactly how I read it in my head and everything. I love it. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I I underlined it because I was, I felt that. I was like, you know, it's gross when it's real people, but, like, if you read it, it's like, oh, it's so sweet. It is sweet. <laughs> but and because it was just the last chapter that we actually got to sit in on, like, if you go and reread that after you read this chapter, you understand, like, that, her viewpoint of it's it. It's very like, mushy. And it's almost <laughs> like that invasion of privacy. It is. It is. And it's um, it's not something she wanted to do. She, like, couldn't avoid it. Yeah. Which, which I think is why she feels so bad. Mm-hmm. I... So am with Iko on this one because, you know, I live in a small space, right? And mm-hmm. I mentioned before, we have, like, Jerry's friends staying with us. A lot of the time his girlfriends here, you know. And I want to give them privacy, but, like, I'm sorry, you guys. We're in a 30-foot trailer, like. With, twi- with twins. Right. There are, The walls are literally, like, made of cardboard in my house, Okay. And there's no wall. There's just a curtain. So, like, he and Christy will be back there, like, talking <laughs> or whatever. And I'll just be, like, sitting in the dining room, like, not two feet away. And it's, like, I can't not, like, hear yeah. this. And, like, I'll put, I'll put my headphones in and stuff. But it's, um yeah, I am with Iko on this. It's awkward. It is. It is. And I always feel... Quentin and I are not, like, super affectionate in front of other people. We'll sit next to each other, like, if we're at an event or something. We'll hold hands if we're in a crowd. But that's mostly because I'm little and I'll get lost. You're right. But we're not super affectionate in public. And it always makes me feel a little awkward. 
when I see couples that are maybe overly affectionate in public, because I feel like it's just so intimate, you know? Mm-hmm. So Cinder smiles, fidgeting with her little decom chip, and asks if she's used to being the ship yet, and <laughs> is it getting any easier? And Iko says, the shock has worn off, but it still feels like I'm pretending to be much more powerful than I really am, and I'm going to let everyone down. It's a lot of responsibility. But I did well in Paris, didn't I? You sure did. You sh- Yeah, you did fantastic in Paris, girl. You kicked that Paris ass. So, so in the previous episode, you guys, I don't remember who the guest was that week, but you were talking about, was that Scarlet flying the ship awesomely? Or, like, was it Aiko being all evasive and getting out of Paris and, like, doing awesome maneuvers with the ship? So now right. are we thinking, like, maybe it was teamwork? I think it was teamwork. I think Scarlet, because Scarlet also mentioned, like, your ship pretty much flies itself. So I have a feeling Iko right. has certain technical limitations, but otherwise is pretty much in control of the ship. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Iko's a badass. She's our badass. Yeah, she is. I do love uh, her little joke. That's very... Big of you. And then Aiko's like, that was a joke, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Oh I like how she she kind of quips back almost and is like, so how does it feel to be a princess? <laughs> like, it's like that jab. Yeah. Like sisters do. I love it. How does it feel to be a princess? Well. Well. well she well, flinches. Well. Yeah. She still yeah. has like called that. So far, it's not nearly as fun as one would imagine. What were you saying about having too much power and responsibility and feeling like you're going to let everyone down? Because that all sounded pretty familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I put a lot of the pressure and responsibility of the stuff that I do for myself on myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't have to start a podcast. I don't have to have a job. I don't have to take 9,000 classes at once. (laughs) But, like, I do all of that stuff. And then I feel like if I don't accomplish certain things, I'm letting Quentin down. Because Quentin is, like, helping me so much with school. And, like, my whole job is to go to school. And then I do all these other things. And so I feel like if I don't do, like, the dishes one day or something, I'm like, oh, man, that's, like, what I'm supposed to do today. You know? Mm -hmm. It's silly. I know it's silly because it's not nearly the same thing as having an entire planet relying on you. Or a spaceship full of people. But, like, I think we've all been there where we feel like we're just not, we're not meeting the ex- this expectations that we put on ourselves. Yeah. It's your plate of responsibility. Yeah. And I put too much on my plate sometimes. Overeater. Buffet. <laughs> yeah, buffet style. Cinder says, are you mad that I didn't tell you? And Iko goes, mm, no. <laughs> But I'm worried. Before I figured that Queen Lavana would tire of searching for us, and eventually we'd be able to go home, or at least back to Earth, and live normal lives again. But that's never going to happen, is it? It isn't. It's so heartbreaking. It is. Like, everything that they ever knew is just gone, not an option. They cannot go back to it. And to have, like, your entire, like, life as you know it gone so quickly i mean where are we we're like two weeks after the start of cinder three uh, weeks i did the math weeks. i think in the last episode 
and it's been at the most it's been 16 days since cinder started her whole world has changed she is a different person completely yeah she finally has new feet foot foot (laughs) she finally has new foot Aiko is a completely different body Aiko yeah she's a completely different entity she's met people from other regions of the world because they consider for some reason they consider the moon a planet as a planet yeah Pluto doesn't get to be a planet but the moon does that's bull yeah everything's changed everything's changed so much worldview is crazy now her worldview is crazy she realizes because when we started i'm just a mechanic a cyborg mechanic trying to hide yeah you're not that anymore you're now a wanted fugitive a cyborg mechanic Cyber mechanic. The princess of Lunar. Princess of Lunar. A lost princess of Lunar. Yes. And, well, and she is a Lunar. And she is a Lunar. <laughs> and she is now dealing with the responsibility of literally the entire weight is on her shoulders and on Kai's. Yeah. To save the worlds. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah. She was 16. Yeah. She's still baby. She is 16, and she is in charge of saving the entire universe. When I was 16, like, I was a hot mess. Like, I mean, I'm a hot mess now, but, like, I was more of a hot mess. I I could not be trusted to, like, I don't know, like, turn in the homework that I did, like, if I did it. Like, yeah. I didn't trust myself to drive, so I didn't learn to drive until I was 18. Oof. Yeah. I mean, you guys don't want my opinion, right? Because, like, I had an apartment and three jobs when yeah, I was 16. Were, but, like, I remember being 14. <laughs> you're motivated. Um, well, I don't really have a choice about her either. But I think that's kind of what makes her... I think that's what makes her her argument with Scarlet so much more profound. Because a couple chapters ago, Scarlet was like, why haven't you done more? And it's like, because she's 16 and she found out, like, 20 minutes ago, maybe calm the f*** down. Yeah, I think, but also Scarlet was under this misapprehension that she knew and that she'd known her whole life and she didn't. Mm-hmm. Only just but, but it's just, it's just another reminder that like the, the pressures these people, these young people have on their shoulders is immense and, and not to compare it to our current world and situation, but there is a lot of pressure on young people, especially right now. There's a lot of pressure on young people to do more to be more educated Mm -hmm. to participate more in world um world issues yeah and I don't remember feeling a lot of those pressures when I was younger and maybe I should have but I think that there's just a much higher expectation and this kind of helps put it in perspective a little bit like okay well at least I don't have to worry about this but it's still a lot to kind of um it's, it can still be, like, overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, de- definitely. She's not <laughs> overwhelming, one of my favorite words, because we don't use whelmed a lot. She's right. very, she's not overwhelmed. She's, like, uberwhelmed. She's uberwhelmed. Uberwhelmed. Yes, mega-whelmed. Ten things I hate about you. I know you can be overwhelmed, and you can be underwhelmed. Can you just be whelmed? So, Cinder says, Lavana's going to murder Kai after they're married. She'll be coronated as empress, and then she'll kill him, and she'll have the entire commonwealth under her control. After that, it will only be a matter of time before she invades the rest of the Union. 
Oof. At least that's what this girl told me, the queen's programmer. Yep. Big oof. Love, Aiko. But I like Kai. You and every other girl in the galaxy. Every girl? Are you including yourself? That clip is perfect. Love it. Finally. Finally she says so. Yes. Oh, it was in this book that I did it. So Peony, she thinks back to Peony and pretending that she didn't like Kai because it seems like so long ago. So I did the date. I even wrote in my notes. It's been a while since I have obsessed over how much time has passed. Cinder started on August 15th and Scarlet started on August 3rd and it's been three days since the ball so it's been like 16 to 17 days since we started cinder yeah so less than three weeks guys yeah wow yeah yeah wow (laughs) that's a lot and she says she could hardly remember the girl she was back then I just know I can't let him marry Lavana. I can't let him go through with it. Yeah. That doesn't really answer Echo's questions of if you like him, but whatever. Just skate around the issue. It's fine. But she's going to protect him like Wolf is going to protect Scarlet. We hope so. We don't know. Yeah. Her new hand still feels too new. So she makes it human with her gift. She does. But then she changes it into her old metal hand. Cinder gulped and let the glamour change. The flesh on her hand became metal again. Not flawless titanium, but plain steel, battered with age. Grime caked into the crevices. A little too small. A little too stiff. I love it. The hand she'd replaced, the one she'd always hidden, usually with heavy work-stained cotton, once with silk. So once was silk was almost my quote for this chapter. Oh, just that, uh, sentence. Just that sentence. I love it. Oh, that would have uh-huh. been good. Yeah. Her orange light blinks. Mm-hmm. It's not real. I kind of am sad, actually, even more right now about her orange light. Because, again, as useful as the orange light would be in so many situations, sometimes you don't just want to know that you're being lied to. Like, sometimes lies are done to protect you, you know, and she doesn't have that option and she can't even lie to herself. Yeah. And something we talked about a long time ago in Cinder when we first ran across the lie detector is that it's an invasion of privacy because people tell lies to protect themselves, maybe for good and maybe for bad reasons, but that's why people tell lies to protect themselves or to protect someone else. And being able to know when someone is or is not lying, Mm -hmm. it is kind of an invasion of privacy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she can't just turn her orange light detector like, you know, on and off. And it can't also detect like the intent of the lie, you know, and whether it was for good or not. And she just has to know about all of them, and it's just heartbreaking. It is. Yeah. So, the end of the chapter is, I'm going to let Wolf train me. I'm going to become stronger than she is. I'm going to find Dr. Erlon, and he's going to teach me how to win against her. Then I'm going to track down the girl who programmed this chip, and she's going to tell me everything she knows about Luna and its security and all the queen's secrets. Click, click, click. And then I'm going to stop hiding. And that is the end of book two. <gasps> Close your book. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. 
And now we're going to start my favorite book. Yay! Yep. <laughs> but first, did you have a chapter title? No. Okay, I have two. Um, one is called Anxiety by Julie Michaels and uh, Selena Gomez. It's, it's, I mean, it's great, but it's literally just, it's a song about having anxiety, about dealing with anxiety and how other people don't realize what you're going through and don't understand the pressure of that anxiety can be and how people are just like, oh, well, why don't you just don't be anxious? Like that does any good, right? This is what I said to all of them. <laughs> um, and then the other one I chose is Lemons by Ashley Tisdale because there's a line in the song, I've been overextended, I've been stretching myself too thin. That's pretty good. Oh, that's is good. Yeah, everyone in this chapter is kind of feeling that. Everyone in this book is feeling that. Everyone is overextended, everyone is stretching themselves too thin, and everyone just can't seem to find a way to overcome everything that's going on. Very true. Yeah. yeah. So those were my song choices. I like them. Yeah. Patreon members will get to pick one. And then Ashley just read her quote, but go ahead and talk about why you chose it. Um, I liked how powerful it was. Not going to lie. And then I'm going to stop hiding. It's very to the point and badass. It is. So that's why I picked it. It is. Becca, what was your quote? Mine was, but that all seemed a long, long time ago. She could hardly remember the girl she was back then. She's like we talked about before. She's a very different person now. Mm-hmm. And it's been five minutes. It has been five seconds. But, you know, I do think that happens. I think that when things happen in our lives, sometimes they drastically change us. COVID changed everybody. Everything. Um, Did you guys read that article about, like, uh, divorce rates skyrocketing during covid yeah it's because you're actually sitting at home with your spouse and for a time you were just mm-hmm. now for me john and i got closer and have that that extra time together has really made us a better couple together but for a lot of people it's they're just tolerating each other well for a yeah. lot of people too it's like they've been putting things off and now they're actually having to deal with their issues mm-hmm. yeah actually like jerry and i were not doing a really good job dealing with our issues right before quarantine but then right when it happened like it just all of a sudden was just so much better you know and yeah we've been like forced to talk to each other and I've been forced to like deal with like how I am not very good all the time <laughs> right him. And, and uh and I think like overall like in the long run it's a really good thing you know, it's just like really flipping hard sometimes. Yeah, it is. And, and yeah. So my quote was, still feels like I'm pretending to be much more powerful than I really am. And I'm going to let everyone down. Uh, because I think I always feel like that. I think I always feel like I'm trying, like I'm taking on more responsibility than I should. And that I'm not ever going to like live up to what I think I should for other people, especially in terms of the podcast and Patreon and trying to make everything as great for everybody as possible. And then like, sometimes I'm the one that ends up like my self care is what ends up coming last. Well, I think you're doing fantastic. Well, thank you. (laughs) Totally are. I almost picked that quote too, actually, until I saw that you had. So there were five tomatoes and four Easter eggs. Next episode is going to be a topical episode with Amanda Elegan from Adapted for Your Viewing podcast of Beauty and the Beast, because now that we're at the end of the book, I can reveal Marissa Meyer has said that this book is two fairy tales. 
Wolf and Scarlet are Beauty and the Beast, and Ran and Scarlet are the Little Red Riding Hood. Oh. And please, please, please don't bell me. <laughs> I get so many people that are like, Scarlet's not Belle. Okay, well, Belle is a figment of Disney's imagination, so it's okay if she's not Belle. So, for your, your gloves. Oh, I missed one. It's two. She mentions it t- kind of twice, usually with worksted cotton. But she doesn't actually say the word gloves. She doesn't actually say the word gloves. So it's up to you if you wanted to choose it. But technically, she does make mention of glove twice. Yeah, we'll go ahead and use it because she doesn't say it very much in this book. So we'll go ahead and say it. And we'll there's no say, my captain. There's no captain. I don't know. I looked in them. Oh, um, yeah, you would. You yeah. love your captain. That's what it's for. <laughs> so follow us on Instagram, rate, review, and subscribe. Check out Patreon. Pay attention because Marissa and I, where our episode is coming out in July, and I'm really excited. Is there anything you want to say to listeners? Oh, keep listening. It's only going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> um, this next book is Bethany's favorite. She will talk your ear off. Yep, that's the whole um, point. It's I've already read Cress. Um, it's really good. It's actually, I think, of them, the ones that I've read, because I've read... A Quarter of Winter, and then obviously I've read Scarlet and Cinder. I think Cress is one of my favorites, too. There's a lot of good things happening. There are. It's a content-dense book. Yes, very well said. Yeah, so I think you you guys are absolutely going to love it. I can't wait for Becca to hear it. Yeah, I'm excited for her to Because you're listening to it, right? I do have, I think I have the audiobook. I definitely have the paperback yeah and I know where the paperback is and I think I can reach it if I move one box yeah so I think I haven't heard any sounds from inside in a little while and I did see Jerry walk past the window so I think the kids might be asleep so I think I might be able to start it right now yeah so do you have anything you want to say to listeners you guys, I, I miss you. I miss this. I have missed both of you so much. This was so great. It was. Thanks. I'm glad you guys were able to come back for this. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, stay safe. Stay happy. And as always, don't get glamored. Don't get glamored. Don't get glamored. Bye. Bye. The passages read for you today are from Scarlet by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was Rebecca Baker and Ashley Leonard. Logo art was created by Angela Wong, and the music was created by Emma Pavo. Thank you for listening.